Hello and welcome to another episode of this podcast series. Today we're going to be finishing off the NBA playoffs and we're going to be taking a look at the Eastern Conference side and then going to be going over who I think is going to win it all. It's going to be a solo dolo podcast, so let's get, get right into it. We'll start off with the 1-8 to eight matchup with the Washington Wizards as the 8 and the 76ers as the 1. Um, I think this is going to be a better series than people think it's going to be because I think that the Washington Wizards have two players that just are are too good to not win a couple games in this series. They got uh, Bradley Beal. He won the scoring title last year, averaged 30 points per game this year. So the guy's just a bucket. And you got Russell Westbrook, the triple-double machine, actually averages a triple-double. So he, he usually doesn't have the best playoffs, but I think that he uh, is going to come out with some vengeance this year because him and Embiid always go back and forth with each other. So I think he's going to come out strong, and I think they're going to win a couple games. Now, I don't think they're going to win the series. I think the Sixers are going to steal the series, but my prediction is that it's going to be a 4-2 series. And I think a lot of people think that the Wizards are just going to get swept. So I'm excited to see what Westbrook and Bradley Beal, the duo, can do. Another guy on the Wizards that I really like is uh, Rui Hachimura. The guy's second year in the league. He really stepped it up this year, averaging 14.8 points per game. Uh, he's become a, a reliable scorer, and he's a solid defender. So he's a good guy to have on the floor with uh, Russell Westbrook because he can stretch it. And then you got Daniel Gafford. Daniel Gafford is a guy that I said from the very beginning at Arkansas that he was going to be a steal in the draft. And look what he's doing now. He's putting up almost 12 a game and, and almost eight rebounds a game. So he's definitely making an impact on the floor whenever he comes in. And then um, I think uh, that the Westbrook-Daniel Gafford duo is really going to be huge in playoffs because Daniel Gafford is really, really good at catching – the lob and Westbrook is obviously a good passer with his 11.8 assists per game. And then, uh, final guy, Davis Bertans. I disagreed with the big contract that the wizards gave him, but he always, I mean, when he, when he gets hot, then I guess he's worth the, the big contract that he got. But I've seen games where this guy scores zero points and that, that can't happen for a guy that signed the contract that he had. But he, he can definitely stroke the three ball, and he's a guy that can get hot. And when he gets hot, then there's nothing you can do about it. Oh, and one last guy, Ish Smith. Ish Smith is one of my favorite point guards in the playoffs. He uh, doesn't really get a lot of recognition because he's not a great shooter. And But this man has the most insane dribble package, and he is so fast. He's just super small. Like, if he was a taller player, he'd, he'd definitely be a star in the league. But if he gets a shot going – then he's so tough to guard because he gets downhill so quick and he can cause some issues for the Sixers. And then going over the Sixers, I mean, Joel Embiid, second place MVP voting, 29.2 points per game, 8.2 rebounds, 1.2 steals on one block per game. Like those numbers just speak for itself. The man is an absolute animal. I haven't seen a big man with his, with the ability to like, with dribble moves and, and being able to attack the basket and shoot the three. Like he, he's a one of a kind big man. And <clears throat> he's, uh, in my opinion, the best big man in the league. Some people argue Jokic the MVP, but I really do think Joel Embiid is the best big man in the league. And you got Tobias Harris, Tobias Harris. Um, 
I remember when he was on the Clippers, he was putting up MVP numbers and was in the running for MVP. Then he went over to the Sixers. So, you know, that guy's a bucket. Uh, you never know what he's going to give you. He can go off a night for 40. It's always nice to have a guy like that. You got Seth Curry, the brother of Steph Curry. One of the best three-point shooters in the league. Doesn't get talked about enough. Percentage-wise, he's up there. And in playoffs, he's averaging 17 points per game. So he's, he's a tough guy to guard. And, and uh, yeah. Then you got Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, some people believe that he's going to be a liability in the playoffs. But his defensive impact is too great for him to not impact the game at a high level. So... I think Ben Simmons is going to actually come out strong and have have a good playoff series and might even take the Sixers pretty far because the Sixers have a pretty easy road. And then Danny Green, you know, Danny Green could stretch it. Saw him with the Lakers. Didn't always do that good to the Lakers, but he's definitely a guy that could stretch the floor. Tyrese Maxey, he's a guy that comes in the game, just brings immediate energy. The, the guy is always bringing energy. Like, you'll never see a time where this guy isn't diving on the floor being the first one to lose balls, he, that's how he gets his minutes. I mean, he can score the ball too, but he's a hustle player, and those type of guys in playoffs are, are very, very valuable. And Matisse Thibel and Dwight Howard, those two guys, just defensive anchors, man. When the 76ers need a stop, those two guys will get a stop. Dwight Howard isn't the same as he used to be, but the man still impacts every single shot at the rim. And Matisse Thibel, he was in the running for defensive player of the year too, this year and last year, so... He's a guy that can definitely change the game when he comes in because he's so good at getting steals. So, yeah, I got the Sixers winning this series 4-2. to two. Then right below the Sixers and Wizards matchup, we got the Knicks versus Hawks, the 4 versus 5, the Knicks being the 4, the Hawks being the 5. This series is one that people think is the most cupcake series of the playoffs because neither of these teams in the past were very good. Knicks were the laughing stock of the NBA for a while, so it's it's crazy to see that they're the four seed because last year they were so bad. But I actually have the Knicks win in this series. I think it's going to be a four-one Knicks win. Uh, and the reason why is <clears throat> Derrick Rose. That's that's my man. That's like my favorite player in the NBA besides Colin Sexton. Derrick Rose is so good at getting downhill and finishing. People always reminisce about the past D-Rose, but D-Rose right now is is really good, and he's on another level. He's probably the most talented he's ever been because he could stretch the floor better than he ever used to been, than he ever used to be able to, but his explosiveness isn't as great, but he still is so crafty around the rim that he's just so hard for defenses to guard. And he's a guy that's just a hard worker. You see what this guy made it from and, and the struggles that he had to deal with with his knee injuries, like... He's so grateful to be in the NBA that he's always working hard. You got Julius Randle. <clears throat> Julius Randle is a regular season guy for sure. He's a guy that puts up big numbers in the regular season and kind of gets exposed a little bit in the playoffs. And But I, I do think he's going to have a decent series. Uh, 18 points per game, 12 rebounds. It's pretty solid numbers. And you got R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett was a one of the most improved players in the NBA from last year to this year. He uh, shot over 40% from the three ball this year, which is a huge improvement from last year because that was his weakness. So to be shooting 40% from three when that was supposed to be your weakness is huge. You got Alec Burks. Alex Burks is just a uh, veteran guy that is really just a bucket. 
have come in the game and just come off screens, get this little one dribble pull up. He's he's a bucket from everywhere. And I think he's going to be able to lead this team to some victories. And I think they're going to win the series. And I think he's going to be a huge reason why. And you got Reggie Bullock. Reggie Bullock is like a Joe Harris type of guy. Just comes off screens and he doesn't ever put the ball on the floor. He just launches threes. And he is a very, very good shooter. I don't think I've ever seen this guy miss a three. You got Obi Toppin and Emmanuel Quickly, quickly the two uh, young men, both rookies. I think uh, Obi Toppin and Emmanuel Quickly will get some good minutes in the playoffs, and I think they're going to be a big spark off the bench and bring some energy, so I like those guys a lot. And then final guy is Nerlens Noel for the Knicks. Defensive anchor, like I said, with uh, Dwight Howard. He's the same type of player. He's not the greatest offensive guy. He's not going to give you 10 points. He's, he's probably going to get you around like four to two, but – he, he makes a huge defensive impact because he, he was in the running for uh, defense player of the year as well. So <clears throat> definitely a guy that can change the game. And then with the Hawks, I only have the Hawks winning one game because I'm not the biggest Trey Young believer. I watched this man in college and he's one of my favorite college players of all time, but this is the way that he plays. I just, I don't think it's going to work in playoffs because he relies on drawing fouls a lot. And I think that in playoffs, the it's it's gonna be tougher to get those calls. So, I think his numbers are definitely gonna go down from the regular season to now. But I don't, he's he's still a really good player. Like, don't get me wrong, the, the kid's an all star. But I I don't think they're gonna beat the Knicks though. And then you got Bogdan Bogdanovich. He uh, is a really good player for the for the Hawks. He can create his own shot. He's a guy that can give Trey Young a little break when Trey Young, because Trey Young creates the entire offense for the Hawks. So he's a guy that can give Trey Young a little break and create the offense on his own. You got John Collins. I really like John Collins. John Collins is just a really good guy in general. He's super funny and he's he's really good on the basketball floor too. Averages 13 points per game. So he's a, he's a really good player. You got Kevin Herter, catch and shoot guy, Danilo Gallinari, catch and shoot guy that I've actually seen have a couple nice dunks. DeAndre Hunter, another guy that can kind of stretch it a little bit, but he's a really, really good defender. You got Clint Capella, the guy that catches lobs better than any big man in the league, which is really good for Trey Young. But again, I don't I don't think the Hawks are gonna win the series. I think the Knicks are gonna be packing Madison Madison Square Garden and getting everyone to go to the games and I think it's gonna be a tough environment for the Hawks to play in. So I definitely got the Knicks coming out on this one, four to one. All right, and now we got the three versus six, Milwaukee being the three, the Heat being the six. This is a really tough one for me to choose between. I have this being a seven game series, but I went back and forth, but I ended up going with Milwaukee winning the series. And the reason being is because of the way that they finished the year. Normally, Milwaukee is not a playoff team, and they finish the year kind of sluggish and getting kind of exposed, and teams start doing their like playoff defenses against them, and they see that they, they have a lot of issues. But I think this year with the addition of Drew Holiday and Breen Forbes, I think that they're going to really turn it up in the playoffs. Drew Holiday being probably the best defensive point guard in the league, I think he's going to do a really, really good job on uh, either Jimmy Butler, Kendrick Nunn, or even like a Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. Like whoever he's guarding, he's going to lock up. That's just the type of player that he is. And then you got Giannis, obviously. Always an MVP contender. 
guy is just a freak. He's n- he's not a good shooter, but when that guy gets downhill, there's not a guy in the NBA that can stop him. And Chris Middleton, a guy that can get hot, he can give you 40 any night because he's such a good shooter. He's pure from everywhere. It doesn't matter if you got a hand up. When he's feeling it, he's feeling it. Brooke Lopez, big man that can stretch it, gets his buckets inside too. He He's a defensive anchor as well. Like In my opinion, he's one of the best big men in the league. I might get some hate for that, but I, I really do think Brooke Lopez is up there for the best big man in the league. And Bryn Forbes is a guy that Milwaukee Bucks are going to love because he's just a catch-and-shoot guy that is just knocked down. Like, this man does not miss. And uh, one thing that I do think is going to hurt them a lot is uh, Dante DiVincenzo. He's hurt. He's a starter for them, or was a starter, and always gave him good minutes. He's a guy that came in when he when he used to not start. He came in, gave him energy, and just hit, got buckets, man. He, he's a bucket from everywhere. And they also added P.J. Tucker from the Rockets. P.J. Tucker is a really good corner three-point shooter. He's not very good from any other spots, but from the corner, he is knocked down, and he's just a guy that I'll – He's kind of that hard hat guy that'll just play defense and get stops. Like that's that's kind of his role. So I think the Bucks are definitely going to come out this year and actually perform well in the playoffs for once because they have been struggling and they need to play good if they want to keep Giannis long term. And the reason why I think this is going to be a seven game series is because you got the you got the defending, not the defending chance, but the team that went to the finals last year. You got Jimmy Butler, man. Jimmy Butler. Proved himself to be one of the top players in the league last year. And you got Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo is the best big man at defending pick and rolls and one of the best defensive big mans in the league. And he's he's getting an offensive bag to him, too. You got Goran Dragic. Goran Dragic is just an absolute bucket from everywhere on the floor. We saw that in last year's playoffs. Kendrick Nunn, young guard that can get hot, attacks the rim really well as a lefty. Got Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson is probably a top three shooter in the NBA. The guy has such a quick release, and it just hits you so fast because you, you could give him the slightest little bit of room, and he'll find a way to get it off. And Tyler Hero, you saw what he did last playoffs. He blew up everywhere because he was like everyone's favorite player because he actually dominated the playoffs. Uh, you got Trevor Ariza, a guy that can come in and just hit the three ball. Andre Iguodala, one of the most clutch players of all time, is a veteran guy, so... They got, they got a guy that can lead their team in Andre Iguodala because he's been in the finals so many times and he's won it so many times. So I think this will be a really good series, an interesting series to watch. But I'm still sticking with my gut and I'm going with the Bucks in this one. Now we got the seven versus the two. You know, if you would have told me that this matchup was happening two months ago, I would have thought you were crazy. And I would have thought this would probably be the Eastern Conference Finals game. Got the Boston Celtics versus the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets being the two seed, the the Celtics being the seven seed. Um, this one, again, two months ago, if you would have told me this game was happening, I would have thought this had been a seven-game series and winner goes to the championship and probably wins it all. So, but... Then again, Jalen Brown, done for the year, hurt wrist. So it just completely changes the dynamic of this series. And I got the Brooklyn Nets winning 4-0. to And the reason why I don't have the Celtics winning a single game is because they, they, don't, they don't have their trio. 
or their whatever you call it for. They got Jason Tatum, Kim Walker, Marcus Smart, and then they usually have Jalen Brown, but Jalen Brown is hurt. So I think uh, that Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, I think the big three is just unstoppable. I don't even think this is fair. I think they're going to run through every single team in the playoffs up until the finals. They they are just on an, another level. Kevin Durant, you could argue, he's the best player in the NBA. Kyrie Irving, you can argue, he's the best guard in the NBA. James Harden, last year, you could argue he was the best player in the NBA too. You got three guys that are in the conversation and all top 10 players in the NBA. This team is just loaded. And it's not like they don't have depth either. Like people were afraid that they wouldn't have guys coming off the bench for them. They got Joe Harris. Joe Harris is one of the best three-point shooters in the league. The man does not miss any open shots ever. So you always have to have a guy following him around. And that is impossible when you have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden attacking the basket every single play and coming at your throat every single time. And you got Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown is a defensive anchor. He's a guy that actually gets buckets inside. He's not the biggest guy, but he somehow always is in the right spot and is always cutting and he's just a tough player. You got Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin actually is a very, very big pickup for the Nets. I mean, you, you've probably seen the numbers of him and his dunks with the Pistons, how he hasn't had a dunk in two years. Well, that, that's changing, man. Blake Griffin is turning up in the playoffs this year and he's going to lock down some people and he's going to dunk on your favorite player in the NBA. And then you got Mike James. Mike James got a lot of love for this guy. He uh, played up in the Seattle Perome or the crossover league now. Got to watch him play a couple times. He always goes off in those games. So I think he's going to get a lot of minutes in the playoffs because he's probably the best scorer that they have off the bench. You got Jeff Green. Jeff Green is a guy that brings a lot of experience again. He's a bucket, and he's actually a high flyer still. He's pretty old, but he's still a high flyer and just gets buckets from everywhere. Landry Shamit, knockdown three-point shooter. Nicholas Claxon could catch the lob, play defense. And you got, yeah, Tyler Johnson, really really good at getting steals. It's, just, it's tough. The Nets are so tough this year that I think they're going to run through the Celtics, especially without Jalen Brown. Now, the reason why I don't think – the Celtics are going to give up a good shot, as obviously I already said, Jalen Brown. But I really like Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is one of the best players in the NBA, and he's going to go off every single game in this playoffs while he has the chance. But I just don't think they have enough. Jalen Brown is their second-best scorer on the team, and he he gives Jason Tatum a, like the kind of Batman and Robin duo. I wouldn't even say that they have four guys on the team because it's really a Batman and Robin duo. Kimmel Walker always like he never shows up in the playoffs. Guy was one of the most fun college basketball players to ever watch and nasty step backs at UConn, but he just he doesn't he doesn't put up the same numbers that he does in the regular season as he does in the playoffs. So you got Evan Fournier, the addition of him, knocked down three point shooter, but I've watched a lot of games with the Celtics this year and he just doesn't seem like he fits right with them. Marcus Smart, he's, you saw with him out that the Celtics were actually not very good. So he's been known as kind of like the leader of the team, that type of thing. So I just think that the Celtics are missing a weapon. Like with Jalen Brown on the floor, I think they could win it all easily. But without Jalen Brown, it's just tough. I mean, they got the addition of Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker 
started to play well at the end of the regular season. So I think he's going to do solid. Robert Williams, freak athlete for a big man, catches lobs, plays defense, does whatever he wants for, for you. Peyton Pritchard, guy from Oregon, got to watch him play in high school. So he's, he's a bucket from everywhere. Got Aaron Naismith, really good defender, can hit the three. Probably going to get some solid minutes for them. But, yeah, again, I just I don't think there's a way the Celtics team could beat this Nets team, so I got a 4-0 sweep. So that leaves me off with the Sixers versus the Knicks. Ooh, this one, it's tough to have a 4-0 sweep in the next round because – there's there's levels to this game, and if you make it to the next round, the semifinals, then you're probably an elite level team. So uh, I I gotta go with uh, the Sixers and five. I I don't think it's gonna be a sweep, but I, I got them in five for sure because I, I think it's really hard at this level to sweep them. And the reason being, of course, Joel Embiid. I think Joel Embiid versus uh, the Julius Randle matchup, I think Embiid is going to torch Randle because I don't think Randle is even close to the same level. I know Randle is an all-star, but I think his numbers are a little bit flawed. And then you got Derrick Rose. The Derrick Rose versus Ben Simmons matchup. As much as I hate to say it, I think Ben Simmons is the best defender in the NBA at, at the guard position. So... I think he's going to lock down D. Rose, and I think the Knicks are going to struggle to score the ball against the Sixers' defense, especially with the Dwight Howard rotating in. They just got too many guys that they can throw on the Knicks' best players. So, giving the Knicks a game is pretty fortunate, but yeah, I, I I can't see a way that the Knicks ever win this series against the Sixers. So, I definitely got the Sixers moving on. That was a one versus four matchup, and I got the one moving on in five. And then that leads it to Milwaukee versus Brooklyn. This one, I got the Nets in six. I think uh, Drew Holiday, you can put him on either James Harden or Kyrie Irving, and he'll do a pretty solid job on him. I would like to think that they would put him on Harden because I think Harden is the better player of the two. So I think he can do a really good job at bugging Harden the entire game, not letting Harden control the entire pace and just – do his thing, dish out passes, and get buckets. I, I think uh, Drew Holiday is going to make it very uncomfortable for him. So that's why I have them winning two games in this series. Because, like I said earlier, the Nets are just on another level between every other team. It's it's not even fair having three top ten guys in, in the NBA on the same team with some depth on their team too, with some underrated guys. They're so tough. Kevin Durant probably going to average like. 30, what, 35, 34 in this series, even with Giannis on him. Like, he's just so tough. So, yeah, I got definitely Brooklyn in six, but I do think this series could get ugly and might even be Brooklyn in four. It's just tough to say that in the semifinals because every team is tough. But, again, Brooklyn is just – teams are having nightmares about them, I'll tell you that much. And that leaves us to the Eastern Conference Finals with the Sixers versus Nets. Now, the Sixers are one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. They got guys 
top to bottom that come in and play defense. And honestly, you would think that would be a recipe for success against the Nets because, I mean, you look on paper, you got guys that might be able to stop him, might be able to stop that guy, might be able to stop him, but it doesn't work like that. It's the NBA and offense beats defense. So I actually have this one as a sweep, a 4-0 sweep in the conference finals. That's hard for me to say, but I definitely have the Nets coming out on top 4-0 in this one. I think Embiid will have his games, but there's just nobody in the league that can guard Kevin Durant. There's nobody in the league that can guard James Harden either or Kyrie Irving. They got three guys that are unguardable. That This team is not even fair. And you got Blake Griffin, who's given a really good minutes that D's up on the team's best big man or – he bodies them, man. He, he does a good job, and he actually gives you good minutes on the offensive end, too. So this Nets team is just too good, and it's a 4-0 sweep for me, which leaves us to the NBA Finals matchup, which I said in my previous podcast, I had the Lakers making it there. So we got the Lakers versus Nets, <clears throat> which would be the most anticipated finals ever. This is what everybody's been wanting. You get a LeBron versus KD, a LeBron versus James Harden, LeBron versus Kyrie Irving. There's, this is this would be a star-loaded NBA Finals and probably be one of the most highest viewership finals there has ever been. So This one I went back and forth on for a little bit, but after a little bit thinking, I just still came back to the same conclusion that the Nets are just on another level from every other team. I think that the Lakers with the LeBron and AD duo will – do solid in this in this series and I think that there's a chance it could be a seven game series and I could see the Lakers coming out on top because when playoff LeBron gets locked in he's on a whole nother level between every player in the NBA and that that enough is is and that alone is enough to uh, win them the series and then you got also AD AD is very fragile injury prone but if he could stay healthy then the Lakers are very dangerous and he could definitely win this series but again that that trio of KD Kyrie and James Harden is just too much there's not any team in the NBA that can guard them the only thing you can do is hope that they have an off shooting day but the chances of all three of those guys having an off shooting day is very very slim so again I think this series could also be ugly I think with if the Nets play to their potential in this playoffs they could they could break the record for least amount of games played in playoffs because I think they could legitimately 4-0 sweep every single team in the playoffs if they play it to their potential. So, yeah, and then uh, my finals MVP prediction, you can go to either three of these guys, so it's kind of tough, but I got to go with KD. I think KD is the best player in the world right now, and I think he could easily average 40 points a game in the, in the NBA Finals, so. Definitely nobody's stopping that guy. No matter what defense you throw at him, no matter how many hands up you get on a shot, the, the guy just elevates above everyone because he's a seven-footer with dribbles, and he's so tough. And then, yeah. It sucks because I'm a, I'm a LeBron fan, but I do think that Nets are definitely coming out on top in this series. And I think they're going to be the 2020 and 20. 2021 
finals champion. But that's going to about do it for this podcast and this actual series of just college basketball, NBA. That's going to do it for this series. We're going to be moving on to a different series that will be announced soon. So stay tuned for that. Check out the Twitter, Wallen underscore Tanner, for updates on when the next podcast will come out. Uh, Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Have a nice day.